Good deal. Well, I'm going to tell you what. I don't think it'll hurt for us to pray again. How about that? Does that sound good? It's, uh, you know, you guys really miss out that you don't uh, come in person, but we're glad at least you turned it on and turned it up. And so uh, hopefully we're going to make it on through here because I believe God has got a word that is in season for each one of us. Amen. So, uh, Lord, we just come to you today knowing that, you know, in the midst of everything, you are the conqueror. And, Lord, we thank you for our relationship with your son, Jesus, uh, that you love us so much that he gave his life. He willingly laid down. But he brought it back up on the third day. So, Lord, we we think about that each and every day. And I pray that our our words are pleasing. I pray that our hearts are open and the message is powerful for each one here today. Amen. Well, with that being said, uh, the title for what we have today is called Jump In the Deep End. And I want to share a few things while Tim's getting everything rolling here. I just said I think one of the best ways to do this stuff, whatever, it's going to be awesome. I'm going to share something that you guys are going to love. Anybody like a story of yesteryear? Especially if it's on the pastor, right? How many people are familiar with pool hopping? Pool hopping. Yeah, folks with nice neighborhoods don't know what that is. (laughs) Folks that did not have a pool in their backyard, they go, yeah, we did it all the time. So I want to share that with you a little bit, a little little buckroology, you know? And my dad's theory was about having a pool living so close to buckro was this. Hey. You know, you can walk to the beach, man. We don't need no pool in the backyard. So I said, okay. So me and my buddies, we, we, as time went by, we said, you know, that sounds good. We'd walk to the beach sometimes. Sometimes we ride to the beach. So we get there, and, and really what happens after a while, it just gets hot. And you get in, and then you're out there, and you smell like jellyfish or whatever, crab bait, whatever. You know, and we started to know. Now, this is going way back. All the folks who have been to Buckrow in the last 20 years will have no idea what I'm talking about. But anybody else will. So we started looking over there at the Blue Marlin Restaurant and Hotel. And we surmised that they're living pretty good over there. So I don't have your regular buddies just going crazy. We're thinking this through. In other words, we're going to case the place out. So what we find is, man, you know, there's a lot of rooms and stuff over there. And we see every now and then somebody would come out from the staff and they go, excuse me, what, what room are you in? What room are you in? Just making sure, you know, it didn't have any riffraff like us jumping the fence. So we go and look around. And I want y'all to hear this real clear. We decide that we go, my buddy said, look, my brother's done this for a long time. You gotta find the number that's on the other side. Cause time they go over there to check the number, we can leave. So okay, that's great. So we go over and we decide that 50 is a good number. We're in room 50. If anything happens, we're in room 50 and we're out of here. Everybody tracking so far. <clears throat> so we go over there, park the bikes to the side, kind of slide over, you know, and get in the pool area, you know. And we start out with our toes in it a little bit. You know, and then there's a couple of pretty girls come in and then her mom and dad come in and everything. And my, all my buddies can swim, but guess what? I don't swim. You think that's going to hold me back? That ain't going to slow me down because you know what? We're going to be cool, right? So we get out there and they're jumping off the diving board. I mean, they're doing it up. And my buddy goes, dude, you can do that. Your sister's in gymnastics. You can do that. I go, yeah, I can do that. So about midway through that, see, most people that do the diving board jump up and down and up and down and go into the deep end. I panic and run and jump all the way to the shallow end. Wow! <laughs> I land in about like this. I'm thinking that's victory, right? And the guys are going, that was good. <laughs> you always need some buddies like that. That was good. Do it again. Do it again. See how far you can jump. So it's like the broad jump now. So I'm going... I'm going, after about 10 times of running and jumping all you can and people moving kids out of the pool, but you don't really realize that, you start getting a little tired. Can't swim. Still a little tired. How many know in the real nice pools they have the little separation ropes and stuff like that? 
Well, on about my 10th try, I was running out of juice. Now, let me ask you, anybody here ever owned some Birdwell Beach Bridges? They were, they were, I mean, I'll tell you what, do you know how many yards I had to cut to get a pair of those? Like five yards. I think it was $17. You know? <laughs> See, so you had those fancy Birdwell Beach Bridges on there. And I'll just tell you early in the story, there's a reason why they got the big old long tying strap on there that nobody ever used to tie. But I can tell you, after jumping 10 times, you probably should have that tied. Anyway, I go and I take off. And I lose a little momentum. And all of a sudden, gravity takes over and the shorts are riding down. <laughs> I'm going to give you the blow by blow, but I hope, you know, and we're going, and it's going down and I'm trying to do like the guys now that walk in, in the store like this. I'm trying to do that in the air. But my big toe gets caught on the rope in the deep section. <laughs> and I straddle that baby. Boom. And I'm taking on water, man. I'm taking on water. I'm telling you, it's coming down. And I'm thinking, I'm going to drown. All this is slow motion, right? I'm going to drown. And I start looking up, and the sun's there, and I think, I think I see an angel. And I'm looking, I'm thinking, they're a lot bigger than what I thought, right? And I come out, and I'm still, and I'm going, wow, they smoke cigars. I didn't know that. I'm thinking maybe this ain't an angel, but I'm still trying to get this together. And they talk just like the sailors that live across the street from us in the rental house. Yeah, this is not this is not an angel. It was the pool manager guy with the cigar. And he starts screaming, what room are you in? I'm waterlogged. I'm scared, but I know the answer. And it comes out. I know what I said, but what come out was something like this. I was supposed to say 50. And I said, please, please. <laughs> Y'all caught him. What? I go, 50. And so we get out and we're running over and we find this guy. Don't you ever come back in here and everything else. So why do I share that story? I just want to come clean up 55 years ago and share with you. Yeah, you might as well pull that thing out. This is gone. So I just want to come clean with that and say, you know, this is what's going on. And uh, we're going to go ahead and move from there. So we get all together and we ride a bike and go, and then we're never going back in that place again. You know, we're just never going to do that. And we turn around, and I start thinking, when I start working on this message, jump in the deep end, we got it back around. Is that you know what? Many of our lives we live in the shallow end of the world. In the full life, we live in the shallow end of that. And that's what overall I think, man, it's just like we don't experience all the goodness from God and all the things that God has for us. So with that being said, I'm gonna give you that as the background and we're gonna jump in. Anybody ever done that before? Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete. 
not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all the, to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. But ask him, but when he asks, he must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That man should not think that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded and unstable in all he does. So I want to talk to you about that a little bit today. If we're going to jump into the deep pool and the deep end where God wants us to be trusting on Him, we've got to have faith. We've got to be looking at what God has for us. And everybody knows that's true. Say amen. amen. So that being said, let's go ahead and flip on to the shallow end of the I think a lot of times, if you look back over your Christian walk, let me ask you this. Would you say that it's been kind of shallow? You know, a lot of times, you know, some days are better than others. Sometimes, what do I mean by shallow? I mean, it's just, it's just kind of the Holy Spirit, spiritual pokey pokey. You put your right foot in, you put your right foot out. Because we're kind of in, we go to church a little bit, then we come back out. Kind of pray sometimes, then we don't. You know, all those different things like that. But I want us to know that God is a full time God. Amen. How many full time Christians do we got? It doesn't come with a part-time club card, right? It's all in. But a lot of times we like to play it safe. How many people are risk takers? Couple? Yeah, yeah. You can tell I'm not, right, after that story? <laughs> you know what? You're stupid. That's it. But I'm talking about trusting in God. And that is the wisest thing many of us can do. So I want to look at that. When we start thinking about our own Christian walk, have you been splashing in the shallow end? I want to talk about that a little bit. What I mean by that, are we just playing it safe? How many know that God is a good God? How many know that God is, is for us and God wants the best for us? Also, how many know, let's just look at it on our own little natural one. Yeah, how many know that, that as a rule, your parents love you? Right? And as a rule, if you listen to them, they're going to teach you things because they love you and they've been down that path before, right? But if we just, we, we just partially listen, and partially apply that, it's really shallow living, isn't it? I know that sometimes we have shallow relationships. You know what I mean? You've got those deep relationships, and you'll find this, and the deep relationships that you have, you invest in them. You nurture them. It takes time. So sometimes people say, you know, oh, you got a lot of friends. Oh, i got a lot of friends. you got a lot of good friends. They go, well, well i got a couple of good friends. Because a lot of times it's just very shallow. We don't invest. Well, how much more do we need to invest in the things of God? What we don't realize sometimes is this. You may be waiting in troubled waters. See, when I was jumping in that pool, I thought I was playing it safe, right? I thought I was jumping all the way where I could handle it. But in, a, in, in just a few jumps, as I got tired doing things in my own strength, I found out I can get it over my head real fast. It's just like our life. A lot of times we'll take off and go, oh, I got it. How many people do this sometimes? Don't have to raise your hand and you just nod. We don't want to bug God with the small stuff. We just go call God for the big stuff. We do that, don't we? Now, I, I, my analogy for that is when we got kids to go to school, if you come home and you go, How was your day? You go, It's the same one. Then the next day, you go, Oh, about that. It's the same one. But you, as a loving parent, want to know what's going on. You want to be plugged in? How much more is going on? You know what's going on, you know? I mean, you don't have to tell me what your locker combination is. They're like, hey, everything going good? 
every day got a test, got everything going on there. Okay. I gotta say this one with my, my uh, nephew Wade was little. When he started school a little bit, I used to say, hey man, I'm school is good, I'm for you. I said, anybody ask about me today? I just threw it in No. So, so the next time I see him, I said, man, how was school, bud? He said, I'm just, 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 okay, it's okay. I said, anybody ask about me? Nobody asked about me. About the third time, nobody said, hey man, I said, how was school? He said, it was good. I said, anybody ask about me? He said, no, but I told him. <laughs> That's when I stop. Don't play it with him. I said, That's good, son. You're doing good. No, but I told him. Yeah. How often do we tell people about Christ? How often do we tell people about what God's doing in our life? Now, we don't have any problem telling people about our problems, do we? And what's wrong? You ever heard that? People tell you what's wrong all day long, and then they'll call you after that and send you three texts and tell you about four more things going wrong, right? That doesn't happen to nobody, right? Y'all don't do that. What happens? I'll probably get the hate of myself. But what happens? I'm not doubting that we got some things going on. But if we took that same amount of time and put it to prayer, it seems to change, right? Absolutely. So look at that. Sometimes we can be waiting in trouble trouble waters. But look at this. We go back to our scripture again. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. How many times we kind of make a team? Well, I'm going to trust this with that. I'm going to trust this person with that. I'm going to trust this with that. And then I'm going to trust God with this. Are we trusting God for all things that we need? The big, the medium, the small, the supersized? Because God is a good God. You're going to hear me say that all day. And you know what? It's not based on your performance. Somebody say amen. amen. When you're a child of God, you don't get a little dose of the Holy Spirit. You get the full measure. When you're saved, you're not just partially saved. Uh, if it gives you eternal life, it's not just for a week, right? You guys should be saying amen. Yeah, okay. Eternal life is for eternity. Unconditional love. So, man, I don't want to be jumping up and down right now. Because I'm going to tell you what, when I start thinking about how much God loves us, let's make it personal. When I start thinking about how much God loves us, I, I, I can't even get it in my little pumpkin head. It's crazy. It's constant. God loves me. God will allow me to do this. God will, will bless me with an amazing family, amazing church family. Man, keep my mom around for 88 years. I try to look at the good stuff. And sometimes you need a good friend to come along and say, that's enough of the bad stuff. Let's move to the good stuff. Don't get mad at your friends that tell you the truth. Don't think they don't care, but they probably hurt. Let's just keep on moving with that. Amen. So we want to get out the shallow living life and move into the fullness of what God has. Let's move on here. It says, do not waver for a person with a divided loyalty is unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. I get to visit David and Lori as much as I can, and I love hanging out over there because they got a great view of the water. Now that's a lot of water for me. But they just probably like, yeah, they And out there on the boat, so it's not like, that's actually swimming for it. That's a lot of water. But, you know, I'm talking, I'm looking, I'm looking at the water going this way, looking at this way, and this and everything else, and seeing how the current changes, and seeing how the wind changes and stuff. Picture that when you read that part of the scripture. Do not wait for a person with the divided loyalty is unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. We want to be steadfast. We were studying it this week, Tuesday, Bible study. I'm going to invite you guys out every Tuesday, 7 to 8.15. We have been doing some really cool studying, and I just want to thank everybody for coming out because i tell you what, I learned so much from what you guys are sharing. So never think you don't have anything to bring to the table. you got part of the bring to the table. Amen. Believe in Christ. 
Well, let's go on that a little bit more. I said, shallow relationships dry up quick when things heat up. Can I get an amen there? Have you ever noticed that? You, yeah, 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 yeah. You see all the time. How many people like watching the crime shows? You watch the crime shows? I gotta be careful. I'll start watching all that and, you know, moving on and everything else. I say, man, I don't need to go to bed, but I'm gonna watch one more. You ever see what happens? There's good, lovey dovey relationships, those friends and everything else, and they get one on one of the light. Come on, tell us the truth. I, I don't know nothing about it. Because they know I'm going to pray. Right? And we'll get a new guy there. 
He's like, listen, and he'll, he'll have like that barbecue right in the house. Everybody else, my buddies are going, they're checking the songs. They're making sure the salt shaker's right. But then, that's what they're going to So they're going to do this, and they're looking around and take a sip on their drink, you know, and I'm getting everybody ready, getting ready to pray. And so the guy that don't use the evil engine, don't pray. He got a mouthful of barbecue. And he said, well, let's just go ahead and pray because you don't know where the people's hands have been back in his back. <laughs> you can just go ahead and just tell that. And, you know, and that means just kind of just tell that. And I start running into the house. And so, you know, there's no reason why we shouldn't give God glory. No reason. All that God has done for you. And I say that to make it personal. God has done for you. Testimony, testimony, over and over and over. How God continues to work in our life. But you know what? If you just continue to seek Him shallowly, that's a word. You're going to read them. Not shallow. I'm saying that changes. Yeah, I'm saying if you don't have your receiver open, you're not going to hear him very well, are you? If you're not seeking after him and learning his word and putting his word in practical application, he's just going to work with what you got. How many people want to be further along in their relationship with God this time next year? Amen? Okay. What are we going to do differently, brother? It takes a plan. It takes, hey, I'm going to do this. It takes commitment. It takes dedication. Put those things into work now. I talk about leaving a legacy many times. And unfortunately, with being a pastor, you do a lot of funerals. And I've never sat beside anybody that, that, that when their time is getting close, that they want their checkbook or they want their trophies or anything else. They want to know more about the Lord. And they want to know about other family members. There's nothing more difficult than the priest's funeral when you don't know that that person knows the Lord. Because guess what? I'm going to declare the truth. And the truth is, if we have rejected the only way to heaven, we're not going to heaven. Now, what I used to say is this, I don't know that person's heart or whatever. And I pray this. I said, you know what? I know that God is good. And if that person on their last breath call out on the name of Jesus, God is saved. But why we? That's what I tell people. Now, many times I said, if we were preaching your funeral today, we would go stand up here in confidence and say, you know what? I know my sister and my brother have a personal relationship with the Lord. And today, it's a celebration of life. That's all the difference. That's why every time we come together, every time we, we do a message, we always give you an opportunity to respond to the gospel message. That is the good news. So, you know what? How many people know a shallow living? Say amen. amen. Let me give you some more scripture here. Down on 22, verse 22 of James in the same chapter says, Don't merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone that looks at their face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues it in it, not forgetting what that they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. You've got to come to God to allow God to work through you, right? I was looking at this. So many times we want we want to take a detour to get to God. We want to come to God on our own terms. We want to talk some more about that. We come to God one way. It's through the perfect sacrifice of Christ. Not our perfection, His perfection. Our faith, His victory, which is beautiful. Say amen. So take a look at that. Let's keep on moving. I love giving y'all some scriptures to to your heart throughout the week. So next time we start looking around, we go from, from being in a shallow and sometimes the world will get things running around and we get knee deep. I call it knee deep. I want to 
opposite y'all think about this. If you look at the picture, you ever been deep deep in something like that? Kind of stuck. Kind of overwhelmed a little bit. And I said, it's so easy to get knee deep in the miry muck of the world. But you know what? God is able to deliver us. Amen. Let's take a look at this. Psalm 40, verse 2 says, He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. See, David knew something about writing that mountain. Anybody ever followed the life of David a little bit? You know anything about David in your life? You think about all those things? You think about uh, his, his uh, being chased around for about 15 years from the time he was 15 until he was 30 before he was king, being chased by Saul. You turn around and see where he blew up with Bathsheba and all those different things. But still, God says that he was a man after his own heart because he was quick to repent. He was quick to return back to him. And he knew something about that. David knew something about this in the mark, and God still used him. Does that make your heart look good when you see that? It does mine. Let's keep on going. When we get that miry muck, don't get so focused on the mud that you miss the hand that is reaching out. You ever try to help somebody and it's just like they just don't deny getting them? I'm going to right? We have that, right? And you go, my gosh. And this is what I tell people sometimes when I'm talking to them and ministering to them. And they said, I said, well, what's going on in your life? And they tell me what's going on in life. And then we tell them about the Lord. We tell them about the principles of God and the promises of God and, and what God said he will do. And they go, yeah, 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 but. Yeah, I know, but. And then a couple of months ago, I hear the same story again. I said, so what have you been applying to your life? Well, I'm doing this and Okay. How's that working out for you? If you're doing the same thing over and reaping the same thing, you might want to change what you're sowing. Amen? What are you investing in? Are you still in, that, in, the, in the, the, the light end of the pool, the shallow end? Or then once we get into my remote, we just throw our hands on You know, you get into that stuff, man, sometimes it's hard to get out. I remember one time, I was riding my motorcycle, I just keep my motorcycle on my dirt bike with my dad, and I, I was growing through everything about 19 then. And, uh, my dad said, boy, you better wear a helmet. And I said, I ain't going that fast. He said, boy, you better get some shoes on. I have my flip-flops on. Put those in a right? I said, I bet I'm just going down the road. Yeah. So I'm going to ride. I'm going to ride. And uh, they were building some houses back when I went to Postman. And so we had all types of good stuff here. But I go down, and I get that motorcycle stuck. I'm not talking about, oh, I ended a little more. I'm not talking about, I sure wish I could push it out. I'm talking about, it was a, now this is crazy, but not many people at that time rode 500 in the dirt, they used to go to Rose 25, but you know, I'm on top. Took it right on in. <laughs> man, shoot that rooster tail right up. <laughs> <laughs> man, I can't believe it. I jumped off. And I go to step out with my flip flops.
Then you got my song, then you got my hat song, then you got a uh, pipe wrench. Guilty as charged, you know? So anyway, I did that. I go get one of my other buddies and I said, man, I need some help. He said, what's up? I said, my motorcycle's stuck in the mud. And that's what you do with the, the I talked before with this a two. I get back, and I, as I'm walking back, I see these two little kids on They think they got a yacht. I go, I said, if you get it out, you can have it. They were working, they were digging, they were working, they were digging, and all they did is suck it more. I said, well, is that your last chance? He said, we can't get it, sir. I said, well, can you help me? So we tied off to a tree when it was coming. And then it took some time. It took some time. I mean, that, that, that piece of cable was like... Finally got that thing out. And when I started preparing something, and I think about that mind and mind, I thought about all the weight that was around that bike. I thought about all the, the pressure that was on my feet trying to get out. And it's just an analogy. That's the same thing that we have in the world sometimes. We feel like we're so overwhelmed that we can't get out. But let me tell you, God's got a Holy Ghost uh, ratchet that can pull you out. Amen. <laughs> He's got to come along. But you want to go along. Do you want to come along with him? Do you want to trust him in that? See, I could have said, no, I don't need that. I'll just keep on rocking it back and forth. No, I'll just keep on digging. I'll keep doing that. And all of a sudden, it's going down further and further and further and further. But nevertheless, God has a way to get us out. But if I get so focused on what I can do instead of what God has done, and what God was willing to do, guess what? I miss out. Don't miss out what God is trying to do in your life. Let's take a look at this. Going back a little bit. In James 1, 16 says, Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Man. Isn't it good when you're in the midst of your storm to know that there is an anchor? To know that there is some truth. There is something that you can hold on to in the storms of life. When things are overwhelming, when you've grown it, when you've missed the mark, or when you're just experiencing something you didn't have anything to do with it. That pretty much covered one of the other. Then you're just, when you're just in a tough, dark spot. Look at this. Don't let anybody deceive you because God is a good God. Now, I want to get into a few things in here. And, and I want to post a little bit of time on this. But I want you to see this here. Fear is really contaminated faith. Does that make sense? I want to talk about that a little bit. Here's the question. And I started off with this. If we trusted God the same amount of time that we doubted and worried about our situation, what would your life look like? Think about that. People say, oh, me. I don't know if the car's going to start. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to make it to the credit union on time. Oh, you know what? I can just go in life. And you reverse the hurt. Reverse the hurt. Or do you say, you know what? Guess what? They're over tomorrow. Guess what? You know what? I feel good today. I'm going to keep on going. You know what? I'm going to see what's going on in my life. Oh, what is it that you have for me? Do we start out praising or do we start out proclaiming our problem? That will set the stage for your day. Not saying that your problems aren't problems. I'm saying that God is a problem solver with things. And as we continue to drop them off of his feet and don't pick them up, we can start to see God working in those situations. Have you ever thought about this? Have you ever thought about when God promises you something and you doubt it? Isn't it kind of like calling a lie? 
Okay, let's be honest. It's a vanity thing. Right? We have choices. Alright? This message is not to beat anybody up. It is to lift you up. It is to get us out of the shallow end. Not get us stuck in the modern muck, but get us in, to live in the deep end where we have to rely on Pray up, yeah. When things come up and you get in a situation and you know you finally pray about it, you tweet this, you call this, you read this, you did this, you did all these things, and there's only one thing you can do. They ever talk to somebody been through all these things? They talk to doctors, they talk to, 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 to money man, they talk to this and all that, bankers, all, I don't care what it is, jobs, just anything. And you get to the point where it's just like this. God's got it. When you come to that place right there, that's a place of surrender. And you know what? It's not always easy to get there. It is definitely not comfortable to get there. It's definitely not fun to get there sometimes because so many things going on. But when you get there, let me tell you, you're in the best place you can be. I didn't say the funnest place. I didn't say the most comfortable place. But you've got the best view of what God will do for you. And when it comes through, there's no other question. There's no other answer. There's no other, well, what I'm sure it's God. And God gets the glory. As we surrender our life in those areas, I don't know what areas it is, everybody's got an area. And it may change time to leave here, it may change tomorrow, whatever like that. But if we're living, things are moving and grooving and things are, are growing, so we need to make those corrections. But you know what? If we can get our hearts surrendered to the Lord Jesus Christ, we can start seeing things move in that direction. Let's take a look at this. First John 1 8. It says, If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Somebody say amen. amen. If you want a good Bible verse to hide in your heart, that's a great one. Anybody blow it every now and then? Amen. Anybody blow it on a regular basis? Amen. I'm going to pray for y'all this dog. <laughs> we do sometimes. And you know what? God says, you know what? Come to me and agree with me. Now, Lord, that was not a good plan. That was not a good plan. Help me in these areas. And what does he say to do? That we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will. It doesn't say by sometimes, only on Saturdays, on Sundays, only if you give. He says, and he will forgive us our sins. Not just forgive us, and purify us from all unrighteousness. I ask people this all the time. If you die tonight, you know for sure you're going to have Ask them that all the time. Most times I get this response. I think so, or I hope so. Or sometimes I get this, yes. And I go, well, why is that? And most times, people will say, because I'm a nice guy. And you know what happened in my heart right then? I go, oh my gosh. This is a divine appointment. This is not, we're just not having to talk about this. We're not having a religious debate. We're having a God intervention time here. And then I get to share with them, hey, have you, have you ever sinned before? Have you done this? Have you done that? You know, have you ever lied before? Have you ever stolen before? Yes, 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 yes. I said, then the Bible says there's a point where they almost not end the judgment. You've got to stand before the Lord. So if you're standing there, you just told me that you're lying, deep in the and of heart, you've got to leave the Lord. How would you figure out? How would you? Well, God is a loving God. You're right, He's a loving God. God is a just God. God is a righteous judge. Amen. So how many people know 
If I went up and down and did burnouts out there around Plato Robbins and go back over there and slide sideways up there to Cliff Bowen's office over there at the uh, uh, police station, I might have a little problem. But I said, man, you know what? They grab and throw me in there and take me in front of the judge and they go, I go, hey, judge, I heard you a loving judge. I heard you work. Would he be a good judge or would he be a corrupt judge? If he just said, yeah. And the answer is, he'll be corrupt. That's with our own moral system. How much more does God got to be perfect? So guess what? On that day, how many people want to be standing in their own goodness? I want to be standing in the the forgiveness of our sins and the purity from all our unrighteousness. You know how that happens? Through the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. He came in when we didn't even know. Can you imagine? Let's go back to that court scene. I share this often. The gavel's getting ready to come down and say, man, you were speeding, you were doing this. There's a, there's a million dollar fine, man. Or we're going to knock you up for the rest of your days. And before the gavel goes down, somebody I don't even know drove in and said, I love you so much, I'll pay you fine. But I said, no, nah, that's all right. Or would I embrace that and go, thank you so much for paying my fine? Jesus paid your fine. He paid our sin debt in full. Amen? Jesus did that. So don't reject that. Receive that. Grab hold of that. And start living deeply in Christ. Because you know what? There's something about being forgiven that makes you feel just a little bit like them. It makes you feel just a little bit better about the day. It makes you feel loved a little bit, doesn't it? When you really realize what has happened, that's what God has done for us. Let's keep on going. Got another scripture for Second Peter 3 9 says, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promises, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you. Somebody say, Amen. Not wanting any to perish, but everyone to come to He wants everybody to come with him. He wants everybody to turn from their sin and turn to Christ. Amen. But you know what? We get all set sometimes, churches in general. And we go, well, you know, I'm good, it's on him. That is not disciple making exists. We have a burden for the loss on our heart. Then we try to reach them with the message. Not lead them with the message. Reach them with the message. Amen. So many times we do things like, you know what? Uh, we just want to just start banging Bible verses on their head and stuff like that. What happens if you just start loving them? What happens if you just start receiving them right where they are? What happens if you show them the only Jesus they might see for a little while? And start sharing the truth of God's message. That's living deeply in Christ. Take a look at this. I love this right here. Romans 8 31 says, What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for all of us, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? When you think about something that you purchase, everybody likes to do it. But if there's something you really want, you will pay whatever the price is, amen? Yeah, we're talking about different movies and stuff like that. He said, oh, we got little Johnny's over here, and we, you know, when we cut his fingers off, and you don't come get him, and uh, you got to send us a million dollars in a briefcase. What does Dad do? He starts doing this. How much is your soul
same thing. Me and my buddy, we went to look at a truck the other day. I said, look at that truck, look at that truck. We look at it. We drove two hours to go buy this truck. 1969 Ford. Back of it rusted all off. I said, that's a good deal. That's a good deal. <laughs> right? We get it home to go. Tim Kibai said, Where, where's the rest of it? What do you mean? We got the parts. We just got to put them back on. <laughs> that's the truth. But man, see, we could see the value we see the finished product, man. You know? That's when God sees the finished product. Thomas comes over. He looks at him. He goes, I like that truck. If I didn't have so much money in my truck, I'd see if Kevin sell me that truck. I like that truck. Everybody else is going, that's an old truck. <laughs> it's rusted. The tailgate ain't on there. Right? Let's take that. Sometimes we don't feel like a masterpiece. But God said, oh, no, no, no. You don't see what the, the finished work here. I see the finished work here. I know what they can be. I know what their worth is. Man. So now if we start viewing others like that. How will we, how will we talk to people? How will we talk to people? How will we, how will we raise our children? You say, you can't do nothing. What's wrong with you? How many people do I talk to now that their folks talk to them like that then? And you try to pull the gold out. But it's amazing. They still hear that voice from a child. You can't do that. What's your problem? So what happens is they've traded the truth of God for a lie of man. And you will only get the best that man can give you. And that ain't much, amen. So why not renew our mind with the word of God and go deep with God? You know, the few times that I have jumped in a, in a, in a pool that's over my head, it's all faith. Had a pool in our backyard later on when I lived in Fox Hill. It was 27 inches long. And I had worked up to this. I knew that if I was on a boat and it was only 104 feet from the shore, I could make it. I could go back, forth, back, forth, back, forth. So that's like two, four, six, yeah, something like that. Four times. Yeah. So that's 104 feet, I think it is. Still in the shallow land. I'm still relying on me. But what happens if I put the Holy Ghost water wings on and jump out? That life preserver. 
My dad had a friend. Let's watch this here. My dad had a friend that was crazy as me, and he was older than me. I love it. And he had what they call a wet jet. What do you call them? Sea dudes now? This is when they first come out. It was like a 600. That's crazy, man. I mean, you're just taking off. You're rolling. I mean, water's coming in. Water's going out. Water's coming in. Water's going out. You're just doing all this stuff. You're loving it, right? And I said, man, I want to ride on that. I said, but uh, I don't swim. He said, ain't no problem. I got, I got a life jacket. I got a life vest. I said, bring it on, buddy. I'm good. I'm riding, and we're riding. We're riding out there by King Street, and we're passing the cars. They're on the bridge, and we're on there. I'm loving it. I'm like, boy, I hope he lets me drive. I hope he lets me drive. He's, he said, well, you rode motorcycles all your life. Why don't you ride this? I said, not a problem. Now, it has a little plug into the key thing when you fall off and cut the engine off. But it doesn't come back to get you. So I'm rolling. And now I've got like 30 seconds under my belt. I know everything about it, right? I'm rolling now. And I said, oh, well, if John did this, I could do that. And he went, whoa. And as he was pulling me off the bike, and we both went off the thing, I got a funny feeling I was more than 104 feet away from the wet jet because I couldn't get there. But the good news was this. That life jacket held me just like this. I've been like this, I did it. And it just held me straight, just like that. And he swam over there, got to come back and pick me up. And I was amazed by that life jacket. First one I ever had on like that. In my life, I was like 18, 20 years old, whatever. And I thought about that last night, and I said, how much more does God hold us in the midst of the day? I couldn't have drowned myself if I want to. I was up there, and my head come right back up. I look like a little weevil. Back and forth. Think about that. That God has got you. Even when you're in the deep end, God will hold you there. He will get you to the side. He's not going to let you go down. Is anybody getting that? He will not let you go under. He's going to get you through. He's not going to leave you abandoned you. Amen? It's not going to be like you're out there weeks and months and all that. Sometimes it seems like a long time when we're going through a situation. But as we renew our mind with the word of God, as we continue to speak the, the, the promises of God and stand on these, these verses, if you guys want these, I'll make sure you get them. Take these and underline them in your Bible. Take these and, and, and memorize them in your heart. Because when those tough times come, these are going to be great things to have on your platform. Amen. So listen to this. We have nothing to lose in Christ. Amen. If you don't take anything else away from what I'm saying, you have nothing to lose in Christ. When you reject Christ, you've lost everything. Did that come out right? You can have a few things here, temporary. But I'm going to tell you what, nothing compares to what God has for us. Nothing compares to that. And so today, no matter if you're in the shallow end, if you're knee deep, if you're out there kind of just trying to keep, keep your head above water in the deep end, don't be discouraged, friends, because God is for you. Let's take a look at this. I'm going to bring this back home. I said, friends, today, I pray that you take this message to heart. It's full of God's promises. It's full of God's wisdom. It's full of God's love for us. And he's called us to go to the deep end. What happens is, many times, we get it confused. And we get a little bit of the word of God. And we go off the deep end. We need to go to the deep end. Continue to come back and feed on what God has for us. I've got a couple of things here. I said, 
I know that in our, on, our, on our little earthly boat here that it gets hammered with waves sometimes. We didn't know about the illness. We didn't know about this. We didn't think it would be like this. How many people have got to a point in their life that, that you, saw, you thought, I, I never thought it would be like this? Some good, some bad. It'll start changing the way you think. I thank the Lord for all the blessings in my life. I remember just a few weeks ago when Denise had to go uh, to the doctors and we were waiting for the report. And, and meanwhile, they're telling us all these things on this report. And I'm like, I'm putting all this stuff together and I'm going, I, I'm not understanding what you're saying here. I'm not understanding. He said, he said this could happen, but I don't think it's going to happen. And she looks at me and she says, this wasn't in our plan. Wow. This wasn't in our plan. But God had a bigger plan. And it went down okay. Some people are on the other side of that. And my heart goes out to that. But God's got the master plan. But in that instant, in that second, everything that I believed Come to the forefront. It's like, baby, we're just going to hold tight. We're just going to hold tight. I'm looking at my arm. I'm reminded of this. God's got it. See, a lot of times when you're preaching, you're preaching, you're always preaching to you. But sometimes the message that you're preaching to everybody else comes back to pick you back up. Amen? So regardless of where you are in that plan, I pray that you're settled on this plan. The plan of salvation. That Jesus Christ came and lived a sinless life and died on the cross, pouring out his blood for our sin sacrifice and rose on the third day. That is the good news. That is the gospel. That is one plan you must be plugged into. Everything else will take care of itself. But the major plan is this. Do you have Jesus? You can meet Jesus in the shallow end. You can meet Jesus in the miry monk. You can meet him when you're over your head. Important thing is, will you meet him? Let us pray. Lord, I thank you for the message today, Lord. And I pray that we jump in the deep end. Meaning that we go deep in the things of the Lord. That we go and we trust God with everything. That we surrender our hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I don't know who's going to listen to this message. I don't know when they're going to listen to the message, but I know we got folks here and I know people online and people probably listen to this later on, maybe next week, next month. The good news is this, is that what I'm telling you does not change, but it'll change your life. And the message is this. God is love. The Bible says that we confess with the mouth of the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. We will be saved. Have you done that? You heard different analogies all through the, the, the message today. I pray that at least one of them grabbed hold of your heart and drew you closer to him. Drew you closer in a deeper, deeper relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Don't leave here the same way you came in, friends. Give it to God and walk it out with Jesus.
Amen. Everybody said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. I'm going to sign off to our friends online. Friends, I hope uh, that you got the message today. Uh, it's always great to hear from you guys. And I'll tell you what, leave us a note. Let us know how God's working in your life. And we'll see you real soon. Thank you so much. Amen. All right. Anybody feel like singing? Because we got an awesome guy. Okay. Anybody else feel like she's having her class?